0: How do we start again?
1: Today, we're going to be talking about... <laughs> oh,
0: wow. That's uh, your impression of me. That's funny. <laughs> Today, we're talking about does heritage matter to me? Is your heritage important to you? Hmm. That was actually a question I stumbled upon. It was posed in a YouTuber's community tab. They posed this question to their audience. They focus on skepticism, philosophy, theist versus atheist conversations, all of that stuff. So they pose the question, is your heritage important to you? And I was very surprised at the responses. Yeah. 23% of people said yes. And 56% of people said no. I looked at the comments. I like to do that.
1: I don't know why you like torturing
0: yourself. I want to know what the fuck was (laughs) going on with these respondents. Oh, boy. I do believe that the majority of this channel's audience is made up of, for sure, the majority is white people. And Mm -hmm. likely the majority is also male because a lot of the people who speak on the channel are white men. Mm -hmm. And then they do a call-in show. And a lot of the people who call in are Men, uh, which is not surprising, right? It's the space of skepticism and philosophy. And it's not that women don't participate in that space, but it's largely white male represented.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that matters, too, because Mm -hmm. who you ask and how they feel about like that's going to change depending on the crowd of people that you pose that question to. And this subset of people probably would not have very much interest whether they're being honest or not, that's a different story because... I think uh,
0: they're just not thinking about it. <laughs>
1: they may not be thinking about it. That's true. When I've
0: heard white men respond to this question, and, and I'm not talking about the patriotic...
1: Yeah, because those are a different kind. <laughs> I'm not talking about the patriotic
0: American <laughs> white men. I'm talking about the socially aware white men tend to claim they don't have connection to their heritage and that connection to the past is not important Mm. and i'm sorry i think they're not thinking too deep about it because you can claim that but you benefit from
1: but you benefit
0: the most (laughs)
1: let's talk about it real quick yeah Oh boy, like who was it? I think it was Martin Luther King Jr. who said it, and Malcolm X said it. Mm-hmm. They were talking about the white liberals being the biggest ops, really, yeah. for Black people. And I think a lot of times when white folks, and especially the socially aware ones, when they hear heritage and da da da, they think only of white supremacy. And that's true, but that's only part of it because you have to remember there were people, even back in the day, There were white people, you know, helping on the Underground Railroad, and there were Quakers, and you can identify with those ones too. It's not just the monsters. Yes, those people were very, they were legion, sure, but there were also enough white people even during the times who did not own slaves, who did not participate in lynchings of Native people, Black people, Asian people, whatever. They weren't like that. There have always been a subset of white people who was never for that bullcrap. So I think when they hear heritage, they think the past and the past is white supremacy and the future and present is also white supremacy. So they go, nope, I want nothing to do with it. Right. And it's like, there's more to it than that. Yeah. Or it should be. You can identify with the people who weren't pieces of shit.
0: Yes, you can. For sure. I think there's some people in there who just generally believe we need to let go of the past. Like you said, the past is bad. The past shouldn't matter. And they don't connect to the stories in their people's past. Mm -hmm. I should say the positive stories. Mm -hmm. I think that is a struggle for a lot of us as Americans, especially people who haven't immigrated to the country recently. Right. Or people who don't have native heritage. Right. When we learn about the way our people got here, what happened after we got here, between now and back then, there is... A lot of bloodshed and degradation and discrimination and destruction that we focus on. And then only a handful of people get elevated. And then what happens when you look into those people? They tend to be pieces (laughs) of crap. Not all of them, but they tend to be. True. Or I'll even say with some of the Black people that get elevated... I'm not going to say they're pieces of crap, but when you look into the organizations they were affiliated with and some of the ideas that they espoused, it's like, why did you have to be elitist?
1: Why? (laughs) Why? You were doing so well all the way up until the end. What happened? Yeah. You know, too, for this to be this YouTube channel that you were watching to have been a largely white space, Mm mm-hmm, I do think it's worth noting that with the mixing and diminishing of all the different white ethnicities into one big giant block of whiteness in the US, kind of stripped them of culture and heritage. So technically, nowadays, it's a fair thing to say that, yes, there is a way of life, In the U.S. that favors white people and puts white people at the center. But to say heritage and culture that they have that is not very true. So then it's also not something that they have too much experience with. And I think that also is worth keeping in mind. I could be wrong. I've not done any studying on this. It's just what I know of white people.
0: I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people don't have an understanding of what heritage is. So let's just come <laughs> with a definition, Olivia.
1: That's what I do. After loads of scouring the oh internet. Oh
0: God. We had to scour <laughs> through some bullshit. That's for we sure. We did. Yes, But we
1: found a definition that actually resonated more with what this topic is about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Heritage is the traditions, achievements, beliefs, etc. that are part of the history of a group or nation. And that's what I thought it was. So when people talk about heritage, it goes hand in hand with culture. They're not quite the same.
0: I think there's a slight difference. Notice how that said achievements, right? Like when people think of heritage, they're focused on the negative. And what I like about this definition is it says achievements Mm -hmm. in here. And you don't need to think of achievement in terms of conquest and conquering right. and subjugation. There is. That's a very. I know.
1: That's a very European idea. of what It achievement is a European is.
0: idea of uh, achievement. But mm-hmm. I like that it says that and also includes the element of as a part of our history, because, of course, we have living history and then we do have the history of folks who are long gone. Mm -hmm. So I think people do not lean into that achievement portion of heritage more. And that's really what I focus on when I hear the word heritage.
1: I focus actually on all three of them, especially now. I'm new to the achievements aspect of it because for so long as Black Americans, we were told that we really didn't achieve too much. And when you find out that that's just simply not true, it changes your outlook on things. But all of these, they are what defines heritage. And I think if people thought more about it in those terms, they might have different answers.
0: Sure. I mean, when you focus on tradition as a white American whose family has been here for, let's just say, over a century, Mm -hmm. I think Going back to what you said prior to the definition, those folks have lost sight of what their culture's traditions are, right? Because we live in a melting pot and so their traditions involve appropriation and and appreciation and just folding in with other people's traditions and, and a blending of mm-hmm. different cultures' traditions. And so it's tough to really think of your heritage specifically, but I think this is the beauty of our heritage You could say in Western society, but we live here in the United States, so we will focus on that. Mm -hmm. With that being the case, no matter what ethnicity you are, as an American whose family has been here for generations, then definitely celebrate the achievements of Americans in general. Step outside of heritage as your family, your bloodline. Heritage is a lot more than that, in my opinion.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I see what you
0: mean. For sure, that's not the way people think about it. But when it says in that definition, the history of a group or nation, we as a nation are very blended and interlocked and intersected and overlap a lot. And so, as a white person, uh uh-oh. I don't know if you're going to agree with what I'm about to say.
1: We're still friends no matter what.
0: (laughs) We're still friends no matter what. (laughs) But as a white person, a white American, you should celebrate your american heritage including the black americans in your heritage
1: i see where you're going mm-hmm. yeah i didn't think you would with that. Say, no well here's my thing <laughs> i think if you don't have group heritage to pull from say you're like i'm just white and like for example when i would i went to school with a bunch of white people predominantly all of my life seventh or eighth grade we had to do this project and it was like basically like where do you come from what's your family history well blah, sure blah, that's blah. your
0: family history
1: right but I'm saying one of my friends she was like oh well English Irish Italian Czechoslovakian that's not a place anymore but like and she was just naming off all of these European countries and I was like mm. So for somebody who is very much a culmination of a bunch of European countries, cultures, ethnicities, whatever, you probably can't say that you can uh, reach back and say, oh yeah, this is prevalent in our group of people. Because like I said earlier, here in the US, unless you are a recent arrival and you happen to be white, uh, white America is just very more or less uniform. It's very homogenous. So you don't have that group heritage to pull from, but you do have the nation heritage to pull from as an American and say, these are our traditions, these are our beliefs, and blah, blah, blah. And that does include other people from other cultures. I agree with that in that sense.
0: Mm-hmm. I wish people thought of heritage more beyond their bloodline and family. That's a very watered down way of looking at it. and it's just a very narrow outlook of heritage.
1: I think I'm okay with the narrow outlook because I have heritage.
0: <laughs> and I understand that too. And we'll get, we'll get into that. But I, I want to encourage white people who have that narrow outlook, white Americans, yeah. white Westerners, to expand their outlook beyond that because it is, I think, when you have a broader view, it mm-hmm. encourages you to look at other people's history other ethnicities histories other people's history racially and culturally when you understand that that's a part of your nation's history you can celebrate that as your uh, national heritage
1: i don't know
0: that's an unpopular view i've got there
1: i i don't know if people can individually identify with national heritage and i guess it's okay if you can't But acknowledging that that is your national heritage is one thing, but being able to feel a kinship with it, I think that would be more difficult for people, especially if, I don't know if it's true, people say all the time that humans love to put things in boxes and blah, blah, blah.
0: Well, we do. We are pattern-seeking individuals. And so by nature, that means that we like to label things and categorize in order to establish patterns in our mind.
1: And to be quite frank, we are a melting pot on paper and in achievements. But individually speaking, culturally speaking, we're not a melting pot. So because of that, I think Finding a different route to a different type of acceptance of national heritage is in order because I can understand why you wouldn't personally identify with that because that's too broad okay, of an achievement.
0: My perspective in response to that is, let's say you're the socially aware white guy. Mm-hmm. There have been plenty of socially aware white men, socially aware white people. Mm-hmm that you can look up to and consider as a part of your heritage. I agree. And I think of the white people who talk about how like, you know, their parents or their grandmother showed up at different protests for rights for different people, for civil rights, for black people's rights, for Asian-Americans rights, for women's rights, whatever. Right. Right? Like celebrate those stories. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And everybody's not aware of them and their family. Mm
1: -hmm. Some people don't have them.
0: Some people don't have them (laughs) at all. But then, okay, but then celebrate the ones that aren't related to you. I am not going to be able to understand, I think. I guess I'm just possibly I'm grasping at straws here because I'm not a white American, and I'm truly not going to be able to understand the mindset of disconnecting yourself from the past, man. I'm not going to be able to get it. As an outsider looking in, I'm like, there's so many different directions you can take this, right? You can make this whatever the fuck you want it to be. When we're talking about celebrating the achievements in our history as Americans Mm -hmm. or the community where you live. What have those people accomplished? I can take it in 16 million different directions because that's just the type of person that I am. I don't have a history where I'm a descendant of a bunch of white supremacists. I mean, and listen, I got white people in my family. It's there, but obviously that is the smaller percentage of my bloodline.
1: Right. Hey, I don't think you're grasping at straws. I do think you just have a different perspective because you have a different vantage point. But two, you're not emotionally connected to white supremacy in the same way a white, especially a white man would be or a white woman, let's be honest, since they are actually the upholders of white supremacy, but that's a whole other topic. So when people are finally aware and cognizant of the damage that white people have done globally, especially here, which is what we know most or we think we do anyway, I think that when you are like, I don't want any parts of that, it's harder basically, to see the forest for the trees, right? And I'm just making assumptions here, and I'm okay I with think outcome.
0: that you're on the right track with what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I could be. From what I've but- heard other
0: white people say who identify with all these folks who said no, <laughs> that mm-hmm. their heritage doesn't matter. That was a bunch of the sentiments expressed in the comments. My heritage is just a bunch of white supremacists. My heritage is just a bunch of...
1: Negative things.
0: My family is a bunch of toxic hateful Mm -hmm. assholes like that's my heritage so no i don't think it's
1: so for them yes widening the definition of heritage to something like country or other people who are like-minded i think would be very beneficial for them but they probably they probably don't think of it that way like when i first looked up the definition for heritage and it was talking about all this crazy stuff i'm like the hell this is not what heritage is and so
0: that (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) But that's my thing. Like when people think they hear heritage, they think family, cultural, generational. And they're like, no, I hate these people. They're they're terrible individuals. Yeah,
0: I come from trash. Hell no, my heritage is not important.
1: Right. I want this shit to die. (laughs) So when you have that outlook and only that outlook, of course, you're going to think that way. That's why I really agree with you that they should open, broaden their definition of what heritage is and pick basically You've got your bio family and your chosen family. Yes. Choose what resonates with you. Find the people who have done well and and are doing well and making good decisions and all that jazz, and rock with those people.
0: I don't want to talk about why it's important to connect with the past emotionally or just academically. If you must, definitely in your your knowledge of history and. This is an appreciation and understanding I definitely acquired after we started this podcast. But I do think there is greater value to understanding the past than people realize, because a lot of people of that caliber who said no to this question are all just like, you know, we should focus on moving forward. We need to focus on the here and now.
1: Did they never hear the whole thing of, if you don't understand your past, you're doomed to repeat it?
0: I think they've heard that, and... It's one of those things that's a very good sentiment, but it doesn't do us any good when you're talking to people who have a warped view of what the past is. So they think they understand it. Right. When you think about the folks on the opposing side politically from you and I and the socially aware white people, Mm -hmm. folks on the opposing side believe they have an understanding of the past and we know (laughs) that their understanding is warped. And they think ours is. And they think ours is. And so, yes, you can have the sentiment that if you don't understand the past, you're doomed to repeat it. If you don't understand the ills of the past, you're doomed to repeat them.
1: We have to agree but what the past is that first.
0: sentiment just doesn't really get us anywhere <laughs> when we've got different <laughs> interpretations of history. <laughs> so we, we just have to set that saying aside. But I do think celebrating... I won't. You will not. <laughs> I
1: will not. I mean...
0: That still gives us this very negative view of the past, though. And I think it's OK to set that aside because I want to focus more on achievement, celebrate where we have come from, especially folks who are not cis white men, I guess. Right. Like we have to find opportunities to celebrate our communities and lift each other up because Society at all times, it seems, is looking for a fucking scapegoat. And so the importance of connecting to the past is realizing, one, this is cyclical. They do it with everybody. It's not just us, y'all. It's not just queer people. They did this with black people. They did this with women. They did this with go down the list and realizing how people worked through it, worked through the discrimination, overcame the challenges that they faced the different types of advocacy that people did. I think it's important to draw upon all of that in order to have some fucking hope. I think that there is hope in the past. I truly do think that you can find hope in learning about the past. And that's very important to me, especially because, as I've said plenty of times on this podcast, I'm an atheist. So there's a lot of people who You know, they just find hope in religion. And I don't see that as a, well, okay, that is not a source of hope for me, right? I don't have religion and I'm a non-spiritual atheist. So to me, my hope truly does come from learning about the past and learning about the adversity that folks in the different communities that I belong to, the adversity they've faced and the different strategies and the unified strategies it took to overcome all of that and work through it. And there are some valuable things that we can learn from the past and still apply today. And then there are some things that were valuable at the time because of the philosophical and political climate and the social climate at that time. There were things that were valuable then that are trash now, frankly. So that is why I think it's important to understand where you come from, especially to when you occupy identities that are Constantly torn down and degraded, and man, they don't teach us. <sighs> they don't teach us enough of the inspirational stories and the truth about our past. Mm-hmm. So. We have got to learn about that. We have got to learn that we've had a greater role in, a world. F- in world history than what we are given credit for. We have to learn that we've had a greater role in the freedoms that we have today mm-hmm. in achieving those freedoms than we are taught about. We have, we have to learn that we have a greater role in contributing to culture in general. In general. then, what we are given credit for. There are so many aspects of culture that people think of as represented by a bunch of white guys or by white people in general or folks who are not black or black women. So it's so important for us to learn our heritage, understand what our people have been capable of and link it to the present, what we can be capable of and are capable of in the here and now and going forward.
1: I 100% agree because growing up, I was not taught positive things about Black Americans. It wasn't until I became an adult and started realizing that I had, in fact, been lied to. And it wasn't just me, but I can only really speak from my experience. And I had to unlearn and then re-educate myself on my history about being you know the heritage the achievements and accomplishments and all of that not only for black people but also for people with disabilities like I had no clue about the 504 sit-in that was never discussed in any book or hell no I
0: ain't never heard of that until we started doing this podcast
1: never so one of the ways at least for me that's help because I mentioned this to my sister I really grew up thinking that like the only thing that we as black people had was slavery because that's all they taught us and everything well you know why black women wear headscarves is because of slavery you know why men sag black men sag their pants because of slavery and I was like is there anything else she was like no there's definitely something else and so for the past like five years she's been doing every black history month she does a at least one a day about Black people who have done all sorts of things from navigators to Antarctica and, you know, different scientists. And you don't learn this stuff. It's out there. Unfortunately, they don't teach you in your more formative years, so you can take that in and be proud of it. We had to learn that as adults. But yes, it makes you hold your head up a little bit more proudly, right? It makes you feel like, well, Yes, I'm part of these types of people who have, in fact, done more than just been slaves, done more than just been, you know, relegated to institutions or whatever. Fill in the blank. So, yes, it's very important that you learn about your past.
0: I mean, we definitely speak to this on the podcast with doing the different series that we do. I would say every series that we do Mm -hmm. upholds this view that we have. Definitely the Black Beauty Highlights. For sure. All of it is for the purpose of celebrating our past and how they have paved the way for us and other people in our communities to even contribute now. Because that's the thing, like, you can focus on the here and now. That's lovely. That's great. Do it. However, people have paved the way for a lot of us to be able to even open our fucking mouths. So it's easy for a white man to sit there and say, yeah, I mean, Past ain't really important because you've always had that position of privilege where nobody is trying to shut you down. Y'all have always felt like it, but ain't nobody's been trying to shut y'all down. It's different from not for in us. recent
1: history. If ever.
0: No, well, and not in US history. Not at all. No. Not at all. So for us though, when we speak, it is so important to consider our ancestors who paved the way for us to have the platforms that we have, to be able to speak freely and openly and not fear consequence to the extent that we used to have to and uh-huh. and realize what people put on the line, people put their lives on the line, their families' lives on the line, their livelihoods on the line in order for us to get to where we are. And listen, I don't favor my family either, but I'm not going to... Shit on my heritage just because the people in the here and now are not great to me. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to honor and celebrate the folks in my heritage who have achieved, accomplished, and broke down barriers, as I talked about in our Black Disability History series. Those people have helped make the world a more accepting and inclusive place for us to live. I can't forget that. I don't think I should dismiss that. I don't think anyone should, frankly. I agree. But when you say the past doesn't matter, you are dismissing all of that. Even if you fight for inclusivity and acceptance and equity, honor the people who did that, whether they're related to you or not. We need to celebrate that and use those people as inspiration. And even if you don't need inspiration, use it to inspire other people. I agree. Because there's so many people who are oblivious to those stories. And they just think, well, there's nobody else who has dealt with this or I can't think of a black person who has done X. There's not a black disabled person who has done this. Can't think of a disabled person who, right, like, especially those of us as disabled people. Oh, my God. You don't learn shit about disability history in general. That's positive.
1: I don't know that I learned. Aside from Helen Keller, I really don't recall Being taught anything, and then the mentioning of Beethoven being deaf. Yes. But outside of that, I don't recall being told explicitly anything about people with disabilities, good, bad, or otherwise.
0: Exactly. I mean, there's histories being erased.
1: Yeah, for sure. And
0: that is not okay.
1: No, it's never okay.
0: That's the danger in this idea that we need to just focus on the here and now and forward progress Well, a bunch of people came before us to even get to this opportunity. To even think that way.
1: Exactly. I think that's a very naive way of dealing with issues. Instead of looking at the entire picture, it's, let's just pretend it didn't happen and move on. That's what I hear when I hear people say that. Or
0: just make it seem like the past is not valuable.
1: It's not valuable. And of course it is. And that's the thing though, like we say all the time, tell the whole story. If you're only focusing on the negative, you're doing yourself a disservice by just only focusing on the things of the past that you feel are forgettable. When is anything ever one note? That's not how humans work. I honestly feel that it'd just be beneficial to, like you said, Really expand your horizon about what heritage means and find somebody again that you can relate to instead of putting your centering only you and your immediate family because you're missing out. And when you say things like the past doesn't matter or it's not important, you're honestly shutting down any progress that we can make. I won't say it's nullifying, but it is devaluing the achievements. Because along with the controversy and the and the nonsense that comprises the past, there are the good things that have been done. And when you say that, it's like, oh, and then that there's the warriors
0: work. working against it. That. Right. How you just going to acknowledge all of that nonsense without acknowledging the people who helped us come up out of that, man? I don't get right. that.
1: I do understand that humans do have a negativity bias. And we so we do. tend to focus on those things that are bad and they are paramount in our minds however that is also a ability of humans to engage our higher reasoning and you can think past that and if this is a group of philosophy uh,
0: people say it
1: shouldn't they be able to do just that like you would think that they would dig a little deeper because isn't that part of philosophy
0: It is, yes, but they were posing it to their audience, right? So a lot of the people who speak on the channel...
1: Probably fancy themselves of more of a philosophical nature.
0: Yeah, they do. A lot of them, not everybody. But Mm -hmm. I agree with you that Mm -hmm. there is a disconnect there, right? That you can be philosophical when it comes to like the logic of an argument but then not pull apart and examine your understanding of what heritage is and yeah. how it's far more important to all of us than just you than a lot of people think mm-hmm. it's way more than just your bloodline it's a very old way of thinking <laughs> Really, right? If you boil down heritage in that way, it's not a 21st century view (laughs) of heritage. It's really not. We are more connected as a society than I think we've ever been.
1: I think we have the ability to be more connected. We have the ability
0: to be more connected. Mm. I do think, in general, we are more connected than we've ever been. We have a greater awareness of what's happening in places we've never been with more immediacy. For better or for worse. When you talk about something like heritage in the context of having the ability to understand the problems that people are facing. Okay, so let's say for instance, I am an atheist, so I will say I'm in the atheist community, whatever that means. <laughs> and well, because that's also one of those communities that's like hurting cats, right? <laughs> it's very easy for me now to have an understanding of the issues that atheists face in other countries like Bangladesh or something or some of the Middle Eastern countries, right, where I can sit here on this podcast and say I'm an atheist and people will think whatever they think about us, about, you know, I'm immoral or whatever they want to think, Mm -hmm. whatever they've been taught to think rather. But ultimately, my life is not a risk. I could not do that if I lived in certain other countries. And I have to recognize that. And I think that's the other danger of dismissing certain types of discrimination or successes, achievements, as a part of the past because there are parts of the world that are still dealing with these issues, right? Their history is evolving very differently than the history of the nation I live in or the community right. I live in. Right. And so that disconnect from the past, I think, is a failure to recognize that that this is still some people's reality. And I had use the atheist example as, as a really quick and easy one. But this is true for queer folks, mm-hmm. for black people, for disabled people. Oh, man. For women.
1: Yes. It's a type of willful ignorance, isn't it? Um, when you say, oh, the past doesn't matter. I don't think we should engage in it. Yeah. It's actually a form of privilege. You alluded to that Mm -hmm. earlier.
0: Yes, yes, yes. But,
1: But it's a form of privilege to be able to say that and choose to ignore those things because you feel like you can do without them. And it's also centering you once again, because yeah. it's like, well, I'm fine. I don't need that sort of thing. So it's not necessary for anyone. It's like, no, and
0: no, no. I mean, the other aspect to that is because certain approaches to discrimination, strife are in our past. The response of ignoring it says that we can't pull from that to help the people who are dealing with those issues today. Um, whether that be people in our our local community or people in our global community. Mm. I think that we can use history to unite, believe it or not. We can use history to connect with people around the world, whether that is just understanding where people come from, even if we don't belong to that community, Mm -hmm. or understanding where people come from when they live in a different nation but still belong to our community. So, take the black community, for instance. Black history, it looks different around the world. True. At the end of the day we're still black. At the end of the day, we still have had adversity that we've had to overcome. And the types of adversity that we've had to overcome looks different depending on the nation that you were from, but we can still unite over the fact that, yeah, despite the world shitting on us as a people, we there is still a lot of beauty and achievement and unity and opportunities to unify that we can draw from. There are so many people who think like, you don't know what I'm going through because you're not over here.
1: There's truth to that.
0: Listen, no, I don't understand it, but I can recognize what you're going through because 20 years ago, 60 years ago, My peoples went through it, and I can recognize that struggle for what it is. Yeah, and also not making it seem like certain struggles are as distant into the past as some people believe. That too, man.
1: That one gets me.
0: Yes, I
1: could go on, (laughs) but it's just, yeah, we could. Yeah, the past is important. Heritage is important. Defining heritage on an individual basis, however. It works for you, be that your cultural heritage, your familial heritage, or your national heritage. I think you just have to find the one that you can swallow and that you're okay with. And I do think that taking that into consideration and being proud of those traditions and beliefs and also seeing how they changed
0: and how they've
1: evolved. There's pride in that. There's pride in knowing that we've adapted the people who said that it wasn't important to them. I think it would be best for folks such as those to just reevaluate their stance and take a deeper look into what type of heritage will work best for them.
0: This is Intersectional Insights. If you like our content, leave us a rating or review to help the podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you have any comments, questions, or topic suggestions, you can email us. I squared, I-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D, hello at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening.